these are the Stanley Cup champions cheering for us. Obi could beat the fuck out of Wayne Gretzky. Could you break Wayne Gretzky's leg? Because he's 24. The smoke blinds from straight 40s before I go out for warmies. We got like half dressed and then last four, and we we're just going nuts. We're in the locker room by then. We we're just going absolutely bananas. What it do, DMV? It is episode 102 of Chirpin' DMV, and we've got an awesome one for you today. AB, that in 102 episodes, I know it's last week was big. Last week was big, man. Brendan Dillon. I, we had a lot of listens to it, and people were loving it. But this one, today's, this might be my favorite interview we've ever done. This is by far the best interview I think we've had. Um, well, I shouldn't say by far. We've had a lot of good ones, but. In terms of just like entertainment and stories, this is the best one. It's not the biggest name drop in the world, but he does give the biggest name drops in all of his stories. I mean, we'll just we'll just pop a few name drops right here. I mean, obviously he's got a million OV stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yager, Yager story, yeah. Uh, Chimmer, Mike Green. I don't know everyone. Paul Korea, Paul Korea, Korea. Timo Salami. Uh, yeah, I mean, Wayne if you're Gretzky. if you're yeah, if you're a hard if you're a legit Caps fans, you know who Smitty is. You you recognize him obviously on the bench. If you've been watching for at least more than five years, you know what I mean. It's it's yep. it's a familiar face. But yeah, Greg Smith, former head athletic trainer for the Washington Capitals, joins us for an hour, an hour ten. Very good interview, Ben. Let's start with you. What's going on, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I've been buried in schoolwork so far this week, so I'm, I'm almost done though. So I'm gonna get that out of the way. Didn't have too crazy of a weekend this time. Just the usual, go till five a.m. or something, and then go to bed. But other than that, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Um, it, things aren't bad. Things aren't bad. A B. Another uh, beautiful weekend down in Tampa for you. It looked like. Yeah, I mean, we didn't actually do too much. Uh, so we went out. Well, shouldn't say that. We went out Thursday night. Um, haven't done that in a minute, but. There's a bar, McDitton's has dollar beers, so you know, gotta hit that up. Yeah, um, yeah. so hit that up a little bit. Uh, went out Friday, uh, sold at the pool all day Friday, had some had some beers there, then went out that night. And then Saturday, did the same thing, just chilled at the pool all day at uh, Jimmy's rooftop pool. Uh, there was, mm-hmm. was tons of people there, kind of just drinking all day, but uh, kind of took Saturday night easy, which I, we haven't done in forever. And, I loved every minute of it, to be quite honest. I mean, it was, like, yeah. I think we called it at like nine thirty. We were just like, yeah, let's just go back home. We're kind of. I think dead. we played some some PS, some late night PS together. Oh, I, yeah, we definitely did. So yeah, yeah, we were on the ice and we were in the gulag. Uh, I will say we are live watching right now. Uh, it's Tuesday night. It's Wednesday as you're listening. Fourteen minutes left in the third period here. Rangers two, Caps two. Uh, so we're gonna be live watching this. We're gonna take you through the rest of this game as we get through this episode. But, uh, A.B., that tuck by the Rangers just now, fucking, that that was beautiful. Yeah, it was a great play and uh, kind of caught um, our last defenseman there puck watching a little bit. I think it was Chara. Uh, but, I mean, there wasn't much he could do, I would, I would say. I mean, that's just a great yeah. uh, one-touch pass play by now. Chara just threw the bad turnover in their zone, which back, back was not goals. good. Oh, fuck. And did they just tuck again? Yep. Am I ahead? Yeah, of they guys? did. Adam Fox. Yeah, I'm, you I'm, are I'm, and he's walking it. Oh, just a backhand snipe. Oh. That was a pretty dutty goal. Yep, let's watch this. So this is completely turned around for the caps here. This is 
This is not an ideal game. So I two mean, nothing lead. We, I mean, TJ Oshin, the first period, as we wait for this highlight here, power play goal, the first power play goal. I think Tarek said tweeted what six games, maybe uh, Dowd follows that right up. He, it, what looks like maybe a 50, 50 goal. Cause there's the whole, did he jam the goalie in? Um, I was surprised we got it. I'm not going to lie. I was surprised I, we got that goal, but yeah. Rangers I wasn't great. I wasn't surprised. Um, I mean, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been shocked if they called it back, but they, they originally called it a goal. Uh, and I think like, you couldn't really tell. And yeah. And the puck, the puck like very clearly goes in between his legs at one point. And he, I don't think Dowd like pushed like Shashirskin into the net at all. I think I, I thought he kind of like moved his way into that net. Yeah. I mean, I agree, Ben. I mean, that, I think that helped us out that they called a goal on the ice to start out with instead of no yeah, I think I think it helped us for sure I think if yeah I think if they didn't it would be a little harder because if like it's hard to prove that it actually went in but since I called it a goal it's also hard to prove that it wasn't like pushed in or anything so I think that was pretty helpful I would have been pissed if that's against us because I'm calling he pushed the goalie in 110 percent you know what I mean I'm pumping that hard <laughs> and I honestly didn't think we we're going to get it but I mean all right let's that, this Adam Fox goal AB Walks right in, and that that that's a backhand beauty, man. Yeah, that that's, was sick. That was a sick play. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, I, I don't know, I don't know what to say about it. On uh, uh, other than it's, it was just a sick backhand, like forehand, backhand, tuck, short side over the glove. Yikes. You'd like Vanacek yeah. to say that, but backhands are kind of hard to read. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, and he's kind of all alone. He's all alone in the. Well, Orlov was kind of like running around chasing, which is yeah. Weird. So I don't know. I mean, that was it, the momentum is yeah. switched here. It is. It's another, is. it's another two goal lead blown. If you want to get into it, into the other games. Yeah, we will. I mean, let's talk about some stuff here. Lars Zeller first came back. Uh, he's missed the last seven. Uh, so quick hit there. Connor McMichael, he wants to stay in Hershey if the OHL does start back up. So that's good. You'd love to see that. Oh, and yeah, um, yeah, like we said, we just got to quickly mention the old Zach Fucali two-year, two-way contract extension there. So, AB, Rangers, let's just go backwards here. Let's go to that last Rangers game on Sunday, and then we'll go to the Greg Smith interview, and then we'll recap the Devils after that. So, this was a 5-4 Caps win. Uh, nice little afternoon hitter. You love to see it. Kick back, relax, and this was <laughs> – Blown lead. <laughs> I mean, no goals in the first period. We'll just go goal by goal here, and Tom Wilson gets the first one, his eighth of the season, makes it one nothing. Ten minutes in. Yeah, you liked uh, Tom with uh, what is he had? He had like five points in his first three games or something like that. Two goals, three assists, yeah, like that. Yeah. So not a bad start off the uh, rip for uh, for him. Yeah, and then it's Ov right after that. Ben, that's you see. He's hot, man, and you absolutely love to see it. He's up to 18, sneaking up on you there, Austin Matthews. Yeah, just like a textbook OV goal in, like, the weirdest sense because he just rips pucks from everywhere. It just takes, like, every kind of bounce possible and finds its way into the net, so you do love to see it. Yep, and then Tom Wilson, again, caps it off in a two-minute span there. Uh, and this one, this one was sick. This was the tap-up, and he just, boop. Yeah, I saw in. a tweet about that saying, like, how would they talk about that if Crosby scored it? It's yeah, like and probably talk about it's it the greatest time. goal of all time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. look at the hand-eye coordination to literally just bat this fucker off the goalie shoulder. And I mean, you wouldn't be able to understand what they're saying because Crosby's dick is down their throat, and it's just like, <laughs> well, what are you saying? You're saying he's the greatest of all time? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, Tom Wilson just did it, too. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. They were, dude, this broadcast brutal the entire time for Caps fans. 
Yeah. Because all they were talking about was how shitty of a fucking person Tom Wilson, or not person, but like how he just fucking, <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's the shittiest player in the league and all this shit, but like every team still wants him. Like, yeah, every team still fucking wants him. And then yeah, I missed. Like, like, I forget who it is. I don't know who it is on Twitter, but they are literally like just trolling the NHL and there's just being like, why is this not getting looked at? Why is this not getting looked at? And it's hilarious. I, I, I love every second of it. Yeah. I miss kind of, I miss like the first end of the first period, maybe beginning of the second and everyone was just complaining about how hard they were going at Tom Wilson. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Edzo was just completely blown him up. It's like, you got to tell him somehow to, to stop crossing these lines and stuff like that. And I was like, that one was just an unfortunate I don't know. I didn't think that one was all that bad. I mean, I wasn't surprised that he got suspended, but I didn't think it was as bad as like and he and he did like he hadn't gotten suspended in fucking like three or four seasons. Yeah. I mean, there was a there was a time in Ovi's career where he got suspended like back to back to back. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and speaking of, like in the interview, I almost brought it up, but I didn't that time uh that he talks about being in chicago for st patty's day i'm pretty sure that was when ov got suspended when he hit brian campbell uh was it brian campbell yeah probably when they like smoked from behind and behind the net yeah. or whatever yeah yeah i'm pretty i was i was gonna bring it up but, I, but then i just he just kept on going with other stories so i was like all right never mind but yeah um back to the whole looking tom that wilson up. thing well, i'm looking that up keep going I'm, i want to see this but yeah back to the whole tom wilson thing it was just it was just 2010 ridiculous. 2010 is that what we're talking about uh, I don't know. Dale Hunter was the coach, so it was maybe maybe I'm wrong in that guess. Dale, but he said Dale Hunter was the coach during that St. Patty's Day. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's like Edzo was just blowing up Tom Wilson, saying how he crosses the line all the time, and it's just like, bro, like I like he's a he's a great player, and ever and everyone's get, giving him all this heat, and, and he and he comes out and scores two goals. It's like oh shit. So uh, yeah. you just fucking. Take yep. everything that you said, Jack, because so, he gets lit up everywhere like, though. Like my roommates always like just chirp the shit out of him. It's like he's pretty good. Like, he <laughs> like he's, he's on like a seventy player. point pace or something yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, like he's absolutely lighting it up and you're still shit terrified of him. Uh third period koozie yeah. for yeah. nothing. That's kind of the game right there, you would think. And then it's Blackwell <laughs> twice. <laughs> Four to two, and you're kind of like, Oh, here we go again. What could go what could go wrong here? And then it's TJ Yoshi, he gets the tip. And you're like, all right, that like that five three should seal it. They like got, they got through two goals in a row, like good for them. Or and you make it five two right there. And you're like, all right, that, that now that's the game. And then they still just let up two more right there, just to make it sketchy enough. You know what I mean? I know. Like they had a four nothing lead in this game. Usually it's three nothing. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like, all right, four nothing. Feel a little more comfortable. Nope. Had to make it five to four. Had to tighten the cheeks a little bit. It's like Jesus yeah. Christ. It's just so weird. Like, I've never seen a team that actually just plays, like, 40 minutes a night, like, every single game. Yeah. And it's always the third period where they blow it. Yeah, yeah. which is not the period. I, I'd rather us kind of make the comebacks instead of blowing yeah. this lead every yeah, game. Like if we start slow. Would, like, if you do the flip-flop where, like, yeah, we start slow, maybe we're down 3 nothing to start the game, and every game we're chipping away. With that, yeah, that's uh, a whole different argument. Does this that's... grind your gears more? Do you hate this more than if we were doing that, actually? I... 100%. I disagree. I would hate uh, having see, to come. This is I knew maybe uh, would disagree on this. Yeah, I would I would absolutely hate trying to come back because you dude, that does not happen in playoffs. Maybe's big hold the line guy. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that doesn't like if you're up if the other team is up at three nothing in the playoff game, having to chip away just eats away at you that much more 
in in like a seven game series. That's that's I'm thinking. I, like I do agree with here. that. I do. I guess it's easier to it's easier to hold the line than hit the gas there. Just always, yeah. Always you having have to, to get a goal. Always having to make a comeback. Just it's it's like mentally wearing on you, almost too. So I I think I'd rather have this problem right now, but it's still a serious fucking problem that they have to. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's a bang, like four goals a game before the third period. And look at us complaining, and they're like 15, 2, and 3. In the, in yeah, second whatever. in the league or whatever. Yeah, we're second in the league, 15, 2, and 1, and we're still team. complaining. Number one in the power rankings, 9 yeah. and 1. Only team that's 9 and 1 in the last 10. Yeah, yeah. shit. The next team. best team was the Avalanche at 8, 0, oh, and 2, I believe. And we're just still <laughs> fucking complaining, man. <laughs> Tarek's going to hate us, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. I try to not be that fan too because they're so annoying. They get like mad at the Capitals, but they do need to play like. A they complain game. about every goddamn thing, but it's like yeah. realistically speaking, like, hey, let's really tighten it up in these yeah. specific areas. Yeah. Like looking yeah. at it from an intelligent hockey perspective, we got <laughs> to kind of tighten these things up here. Dude, Caps Twitter is the absolute worst, man. If, I if, hate if, it. I'm starting to hate it so much because we we have everyone just tweeting like, oh god, we have another fucking Caps game today, and I'm just like. Yeah, every time I see that, it automatically puts me in like a bad mindset. Yeah, it's like we're winning games though. It's like mm-hmm. fun to be depressed about the team. Yeah, yeah, no, and like not. Sunday was like I thought it was gonna be a nice relaxing game, dude. Like a first race of the season, F one baby. Like kick back, watch the race, and then it's like all right, Caps are in control. Like it's gonna be a good Sunday, and it's like nope, hmm. <laughs> absolutely not. Struggle in the afternoon here, real quick. To- and then like tonight, the same thing. We're up to nothing, and then. I'm like, all right, cool. This we might win this game like three, one, four, one. Uh, we're down three, two. Look at that. Fuck. Yep. Yep. So, so there it is. All right. Let's do it. Let's kick it over to Smitty. All right. We now welcome on a very awesome guest who spent 18 years on the Capitals bench as a head athletic trainer. Smitty, as they used to call him, as he's known here in DC. Greg Smith, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. Love it. So a little bit, a little bit about your start here is what we'll talk about. So local guy, I mean, from Bowie, Salisbury alum. Did you play really any sports growing up, maybe even hockey in particular? And kind of when was it that you kind of first realized you want to become an athletic trainer? Well, it was kind of interesting. I played sports all throughout my career, played up, uh, you know, when high school, I played soccer up until my freshman year in high school. And then um, I had a, a hip injury when I was born, basically, that kind of drove me into that athletic training field. So I had several operations in my high school days that kind of dropped me from playing soccer. I switched over to swimming to, for rehab and I actually swam at Salisbury, believe it or not. Nice. So we got a, a short swimming goal here, baby. Fat guy like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sport fat guy like me swam in college, which is great. That's what swimmers bod for you there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people would actually jump into the water and be like four lengths ahead of me because I was, you know what I mean, at, at a whopping five, six. I mean, you know, you're swimming against guys that are like six foot. You're yeah, like, I was yeah, say, go Michael ahead. Phelps, I'll Michael Phelps is six four. Yeah, 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 exactly. So you kind of briefly touched on it there, but how did you specifically become a trainer for hockey? Like what pushed you in that direction? So it was kind of funny. I, I went to grad school up in Pennsylvania. And uh, I mean, I'm sad to say this, but I I met a guy named Skip Thayer, who was the trainer for the Pittsburgh Penguins at the time. I know that's bad to say, but Skip was like, 
Skip told me, he was like, hey, look, you should get into hockey. And I was like, look, I don't know anything about it. I never played. Growing up, that was for, you know, Bowie had a rink, but, you know, what, you know, only the rich kids in Bowie played. I mean, you know, I was, I mean, my, my parents could afford shin guards and, and a bad pair of cleats, and that was about it. So, uh, you know, I didn't know too much about hockey, but, you know, Skip was nice. He said, look, he said, this is about the time the league was going to expand from 24 teams to 30 teams. He says there's going to be tons of jobs available. He said, you know, look, you got the right personality. You should try to get into it. So I got all jazzed up. I went home. I wrote about 200, you know, letters and cover letters and sent them out to every professional hockey team ever. I sent them to everybody. And, and the ironic thing was, is I got only one response and that was from the Hershey Bears. And the Hershey Bears said, look, we have a trainer, but thanks a lot. Good luck with everything you did. So I was kind of a little bit depressed and, you know, like, man, I, I'm never going to get in. So I decided to um, to go up to Piney Orchard and um, I walked in and asked to see the head trainer there, who was a guy named Stan Wong, who who uh, had the job previously to me. And I met Stan and told him that, you know, I was an athletic trainer that I would love to, you know, maybe volunteer or kind of, you know, grind my teeth on it. And uh, Stan said, okay, we'll come back tomorrow and I'll, 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 I'll uh, sit down and talk to you. So I showed up the next day and um, Stan was out golfing with Jim Schoenfeld. So I ended up uh, meeting up with uh, Doug Shear, who uh, they call him Sluggo. He was an equipment manager for, I don't know, 23 years with the Caps until 2007. And then he went to the uh, Mighty Ducks and he just recently retired. Uh, Sluggo and I hit it off and uh, I, I worked as, a, as a, a very underpaid intern for the Caps back in 2004-2005 season. And if you guys recall, 2004, we had their NHL lockout. Yep. So I spent half the year just sitting there waiting for hockey to start so I could get my hockey experience. And uh, I learned how to sharpen skates and do a lot of equipment repairs and and, and do a lot of laundry because, you know, we, we, we took care of it, but it worked out. So I was an intern for the Caps for the year. We started back up in January. We played 42 games and uh, we made it into the playoffs. Um, and it was a great experience. You know, Dale Hunter was the captain of the team back then. Jim Schoenfeld was our coach and David Poyle was the GM. And, um, you know, it's kind of funny because David Poyle at the end of the year came to me and says, well, what do you think? I said, man, this hockey thing's awesome. He goes, you, you want a job? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. He, and this is a Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. He goes, okay, well, you know, I'll make some calls on your behalf. I said, oh, that's great. So the next morning I got a call at nine o'clock in the morning from the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And um, their GM offered me a job and an expansion team up in Baltimore. So, of course, I jumped on it and I took the job. And then at 11 o'clock, I got a phone call from uh, the guy who, Donnie Wardell, who's now the president of the Carolina Hurricanes. Donnie calls me and goes, hey, Smitty, I'd love to hire you. David said to hire you. Um, you know, I'm with the Orlando Solar Bears in the IHL. 
and uh, I'd love to hire you. I said, well, I just took a job with the, with the Baltimore team with the Ducks. He says, well, how much are they paying you? I said, 30 grand. He goes, I'll give you a 45 and a car. And I said, ah, Donnie, car, the car is the piece right there, baby. Yeah, the, the car was it. I was like, man, like this ain't that bad. So, so I ended up turning them down. I said, I can't because I told them that I'd take the job. And that's how I ended up in Baltimore and kind of worked my way up in Baltimore for two years. And then, and then ironically, I got the job with, uh, with the uh, Ottawa Senators. And um, because our GM at the time in our minor league, GM with the Baltimore Bandits, he became the GM of the Orla uh, the Ottawa Senators, and he offered me the job up there. And the Ducks only had one choice: is the either give me the same job or let me go sign with them. And the Ducks uh, fired their trainer and moved me out to Anaheim. So that's how I ended up with the Mighty Ducks. Love it. Yeah. So but being a life lifelong Caps fan, I I started and ended with the Caps. It's perfect. So how how was it uh, having a team in Baltimore up there? I mean, I, I've been I've lived in Baltimore for a, a couple of years. I actually went to Towson University, but how was it having a hockey team there? So so first of all, Baltimore, I love that town, right? It's yeah. you know like it's it's kind of quiet. There's like a lot of cool little places, cool cool little areas there. Our players actually loved it there, but their arena was really big. And we could just never market the team as well and get any fans. Yeah. I used to sit there and, uh, you know, the coach, the coach would bet me if I could count the number of fans before the end of the anthem. So, so our production people <laughs> were in on it. So, so they would actually try to find people to, to, uh, to do the anthem and real fast pace to try to see if they could get me. So they would run a promotion and have the world's fastest anthem singer. And I'd be like, I'd be like 102, 103, 104, 105, 106. I'd be counting. Like, and that was, that was our like running joke. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, the, 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 the city was great. You know, we, did, we just could never draw fans. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, too, is, you know, the cap center was, you know, in Landover at the time. So mm -hmm. we're competing against, you know, the, a bigger club, right? So, and then, you know, you have the Flyers up north. You have the Caps basically in Landover. Ticket prices for the Caps weren't, you know, call it maybe $25, $30 more than what we were charging. So, so it was hard to really draw fans. I think it would do okay now because the ticket prices are a little right. bit higher than any now. You know, so maybe you can pick up some American League, you know, and the American League talent is pretty good. We had a good team back then, too. We, yeah, had, we, we led the – I think we broke the American League. I don't know if it's still there because I haven't looked in a while, but we had like 498 penalty minutes in a game against the Binghamton Rangers. We set an <laughs> uh, American League record. Nice. Yeah, it. I mean, you can almost throw like you mentioned it, like an AHL team. You can almost even throw like an ECHL team in there just to see how it would do, or something small like that. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's changed because the arena, the you know downtown is really nice. I mean, it's older. Yeah. But you know the 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 the, the seating, it wouldn't take that much to really retrofit it and make it nice. Right. 
Yep. So you talked about talent on a roster. I mean, you're with the Ducks and you've got guys in the likes of Solani and Paul Korea. What's, I mean, what's any memorable kind of instances working with those two guys? I mean, I know, I know Korea had some of his concussion issues and all, but. Yeah. Well, well, PK, when he got, when he got cross-checked by uh Suter there, I, that, that was my first, uh, that was my first year with the, with the Ducks there. So that was a good baptism into the NHL there, yeah. <laughs> but you know, two of the most super guys that I've ever worked for. So I was only there for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those guys got inducted in the hall of fame in 2018, I think it was, or 17. I can't remember. And uh, it was funny because Paul calls me up and goes, Hey, are you, you, you retired? I said, yeah, I left in October. He goes, okay, well, uh, eight ball, and I are getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. So he goes, you're coming. So oh, I went up to Toronto. I was, I was with him with the ceremony. And then he was like, okay, next week we're having a party back in Anaheim. You know, that, that the Samuelis who own the, the Ducks are putting on. So, so somebody will call you. And then they flew me and my wife out first class out to Anaheim. We spent the weekend for all that stuff. I mean, just classy guys. I mean, like wow. I said, I was there for two years, but the bond that we had, like right. it, no matter where Paul played, you know, because Tamu was always in Anaheim, really. Like he went to Colorado, went to San Jose, but basically he was in Anaheim. But Paul kind of was a little bit more of a suitcase. He went to Nashville, he went to mm-hmm. St. Louis. But no matter what, if I played him with when I was the Caps, it wasn't like we go in the night before. It wasn't, hey, you know, if you're available, let's go out to dinner. He, he would be like, no, I'm going to pick you up at your hotel. We're going out to dinner every single time. Like, Love it. It, 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 it's just that kind of kid, you know. But when he had the concussion, him and I got really close because, you know, it, it, I mean, he really struggled his first year. And we kept him out the whole year because he just wasn't right. And, I mean, what a great kid, you know. And so we, we got a really good bond. It was funny because – He's really kind of an introvert. And I used to, just to get him out of his house, I used to invite him down to my house for dinner. And uh, and so him and and my kids and my wife, like they're super tight with him and stuff like that. So he, he was just a, you know, superstar. And then, you know, Tamu and I were always good, but Paul and I were, uh, I would say tighter. Love it. Sure. So uh, you, you tweeted that it was a hard decision to give up the job that you love and that it was time to kind of reconnect with loved ones. Was that just the grind of an entire NHL scene just wearing you down uh, year after year? And uh, how did you spend that uh, first season off? Uh, well, so, so it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, I've always, you know, I love the job. Like, you know what I mean? It's hard. But you basically, you're working September to April every day all the time, even on days off, you got guys that are hurt and you're still going in, you're still working, you know, you're traveling. I miss, you know, kids' birthdays and growing up and this and family, this family, that my son was his last year in high school. Um, the year I retired and, and he was like, dad, how many soccer games are you going to make? And I said, well, how many did I make your first three years? He said, five. I said, five. I said, okay, I bet you I make more than five. He goes, all right, I, I, I'll bet you. I said, all right, $50 says I make more than five. He said, all right. 
So of course I, I retire from the caps. I go to every single one of the soccer <laughs> and the little bastard still owes me 50 bucks. <laughs> you're never and, getting and that 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. You're yeah, never getting yeah, that. No chance. You bastard. No, yeah, ch- yeah, so, <laughs> no chance at all. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, I mean, you know, so I, I just, you know, I, I really liked it and stuff like that. And, and you kind of get into it and it's kind of your identity and it's kind of what you do. And I love treating athletes. That's why I went into the G League, yeah, you know, just recently to, to go back and treat some athletes for a couple. Really, the stress of trying to get guys back and optimally perform and do their job. I love that. Um, so it was hard to give up. But I mean, uh, I also don't understand how I did that job for that long either, because like I'm sleeping my own bed, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm well rested nowadays. Like it's crazy. Right. So that first season, did you kind of completely disassociate, disassociate from hockey completely? Or did, did you find yourself like still watching majority of the games or were you just like, Nope, if I'm done, like I'm, I'm taking a break. So, so, so besides going up to, to the, uh, the, uh, the um, hall of fame ceremony, and watching the games up there that they have a, like alumni games and stuff like that. Right. I, I didn't watch one single NHL game until the playoffs. I just couldn't do it. Right. You just can't like mentally, like it, it was a hard decision. I mean, like, it was like, you know, you, you wake up every day and you're like, did I do the right thing? Did I do the right thing? And here it is, you know, fast forward, it's three years later and I go, I do the right thing. Like I had a pretty good gig. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, but, 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 but it's always hard. I mean, you know, it's, it's different for a player player walks away from the game because their body gives out, you Mm -hmm. know, right. You know, a trainer, you know, you know, hundred percent of the trainers in the NHL. Well, not a hundred percent because I wasn't one of them, but (laughs) most of the time, 95 you know, get fired. And that's how they decide to go do something else. Hmm. Like, you know, and, and I'm not saying that I was lucky, but, you know, I never got fired. So it was like, all right, well, maybe it's time, you know, like yeah. a lot of guys don't have that ability to retire. Usually it's somebody making that decision for you. But for me, it was just, it was kind of, you know, I, I've always thought about it and I always try to plan myself to be able to have that decision-making power to do it i just never thought i would do it right and you you talk about how difficult of a decision that was and then how you couldn't really watch until the playoffs and then obviously the next year is the big year here it's it's the cup run uh how invested were you in that and then afterwards were you were you able to be a part of maybe any of the celebrations knowing you had spent so long here and were so close with leonsis and all the players or anything like that so so I, I, yeah, it was hard to watch. It was yeah, really yeah. hard to watch because, because here's the thing, like, but it, you know, it was funny because during the cup run, right. It was myself, um, one of the other PR guys that left Justin Williams, uh, mm-hmm. Carl Osner, uh, Chorney, who just got traded right before the, yeah. uh, uh, the trade deadline. And I'd have to go back and look, but it was like sure, all yeah. of us were, all of us were on this group chat together. Oh no way! You know what I mean? And going back and forth, they're like, 
oh my god they're gonna do it are you kidding me <laughs> like, yeah we're going back and forth <laughs> and we're watching the games and we're like oh my god what the heck and, like we and, love this but like what the hell <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah i mean because you know you, you get into that sport hoping and dreaming to win the stanley cup and there it is is you know i i walk away and you know i, I decided not to you know kind of hang on or do anything i just made a clean cut so that was it and and i walked away and and it was it was tough and you know i mean i didn't i didn't want to go to the parades i didn't want to go to any of the parties the celebrations i just kind of like it was a not a bad time for me but it wasn't like the greatest time like right. i was happy for the players but i was like you know it, it was it was a, a tough tough sled for about three weeks going dang on it you know <laughs> but but i'm over it now i'm yeah. over it you know a lot a lot of mental therapy and some bottles <laughs> of wine i threw it yeah <laughs> bottles just, of wine especially yeah. i was gonna say the bottles yeah. of wine i'm sure for a hundred percent especially if it did joe b if it's a joe b bottle of red for you yeah yeah um, exactly. so we're, we're talking about playoffs now we'll just kind of uh get get into that um and you we spoke beforehand how NHL players are just a completely different breed. Uh, what were the, the kind of the craziest injuries that you've seen someone play through, like during the playoffs or even just over the, the course of a season? You, you know what? Like it, the guys, it, it's, it's a different breed. I mean, you know, we had a guy that, that you know, ended up getting a tip fib fracture, so a lower leg fracture. And I remember I got out to him. I'm like, oh, man, you, you know, you broke your lower leg. Let, let's get the stretcher. He's like, no, no, don't get the stretcher. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll skate off. I don't want people people to see me on a stretcher. I can't do that. And then the guy gets up and skates off on the broken leg. Like, it, it's it's crazy. And, and, and that's regular season toughness is just is absolutely nuts. And it was funny because – talking to the NBA guys in the G league bubble, they were like, you know, well, yeah, but how come the guys play and stuff like that? I said, you know, it's kind of different because in the NHL you get, if you're tough and you're playing through stuff, you actually get rewarded for amount of games you play. And they're like, how come? I'm like, well, cause if you really think about it, you know, if you're going to pay a player $3 million, and if he only plays 60 games a year because he's hurt those other games, you got to fill that spot with some some more salary, right? right. So the more games the guys play, the, the better they get rewarded. You know, right. guys that play 82 games should be, be played more, and they are. So, I mean, you know, guys playing with fractures is just a, you know, I mean, guys would break their hands and just keep playing. Like, you know, it right. wasn't a question. You know, guys getting their jaws wired shut and we cut the wires off so they could play the game. And then as soon as they get off done with the game, back to the to the to the orthodontist to get the wires put back on and they're drinking liquids for the next couple of games. And we cut them off right before the game. They play, put them right back on. Jesus. That, that stuff's like Jeez. commonplace for hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even a question. Yeah. Like, you, you know? hear about the uh, Patrice Bergeron, like, a couple years back. Like, he's playing through a punctured lung and, like, a torn labor. It's like, what the hell are you doing on the ice still, man? Like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? They, they, they it, it's funny. It's just, just the, uh, like, it's not 
you know, us as a medical staff or training staff is not saying, hey, you can play. It's it's the guy coming to you saying, hey, what do you think? And you're like, okay, here's what the risks are, but you can, it's, it's, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to, if you have a fractured toe, you know, because you blocked a slight shot, no matter what, it's still going to be fractured at the end of the game. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, you, you're not going to do any damage to it. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of mitigate that risk, but you really got to, you're, you're holding back guys versus pushing guys. Yeah. You know, and, and I've worked in other sports and, uh, you know, and you're kind of like pushing guys to, hey, you're OK. Hockey players are different. It's more like, OK, you, you, you need to back off here. You need to not skate, you know, <laughs> this or that. You know what I mean? Like guys are crazy, you know, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. They're just but but it's experience that you got to remember, too. Right. Injuries are only you can only play through injuries if you have the experience to do it okay if it's your first injury you don't know how to do it but most hockey players once they meet the nhl guess what they've been hurt a couple times so it makes it easier for them where as in basketball players some of them go their whole career without a major injury yeah well there's not too many nhl guys that haven't had a major injury they kept right. them out for a while but if you look at the nba or major league baseball and stuff like that. The, the, those guys don't have the amount of injuries that the hockey players do. So there's no experience to how to play through injuries. All right. No kidding. So um, speaking of playing through injuries, just how bad was Ovechkin's injury when Kadri caught him in the thigh? Cause the bruise looked really not good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you have three, <laughs> I, I mean, they, they, they tend to take a lot of abuse. So, you know, Ovi's got such a big thigh and stuff like that. The kids, the, the kids like superhuman, you know what I mean? They, they, I mean, the, the, his legs are, are as big as Yammer Yager's. They're just so muscular and stuff like that. And, and as powerful as they are, there's so much blood flow down there and stuff like that. You, you get hit and you get a pretty good bruise out of it for yeah. sure. I'm- I was in like section like 105, maybe the 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 one right behind where the Caps shoot twice in that game, and I saw it happen. I was like, "Did we just lose him for the playoffs?" Like, holy shit! <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, that didn't it wasn't great. as bad as uh, remember Dennis Weidman." Yeah, which one? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he had a thigh injury that mm-hmm. we ended up. He he had what's called a compartmental syndrome. We had to take him to the OR right after the game and open him up, and we kept him. <sighs> Kept his thigh wide open for, I guess it was almost five six days, just to let the mm. pressure out because he he popped a, a a vessel and it just started bleeding in his thigh. That was a that was a nasty one. He was he was lucky to come back and play. Uh, speaking of Ovi being superhuman, are you, did you like okay him drinking Dr Pepper and Coke on the bench or no? Uh, yeah, that that was a, you know what, like that was a a tough thing throughout but but I'll, I'll tell you the honest truth so when he first started getting there he used to have it with no ice right so it was pure coke can't okay. flatten it yeah it's got to get the so, carbonations so so then what i did was as and this was out of he came in like 2005 by 2007 2008 it was like a quarter of ice 
by the time I left in 17, it was mostly ice. So by the time he got to drinking it during the third period, he's drink, drinking more water than Coke. So Yeah, but that's even but more disgusting. Almost. Yeah, that's his watered-down Coke. Yeah, he doesn't drink coffee, right? So when I first started in the league, like we would go through five, six pipes you know pots of coffee you know what i mean and we're not talking starbucks brand we're talking you know folgers like there yeah. was like mud right? it was terrible okay and guys used to drink it just to stay awake you know what i mean and get a little bit amped up for the game well ovi never was a coffee drinker so he drank soda for the caffeine so then they invented this nice thing called red bull and then he he tried that for a long time, and he was on 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 the Red Bull kick for a while. So, oh boy. you know, he he definitely loves loves his caffeine. But you know, you you, you got to remember, and um, you know, when you're coming from Russia and stuff like that, that Coca Cola is like a normal place, yeah. like that, that's like a that's like a premium beverage over there. You know, yeah. we're like we're uh, lucky little, it's not vodka on the bench. Is that is that, that that's where you're getting at? <laughs> Red Bull vodka? No, no. <laughs> no, he's he's not he's not a hard alcohol guy. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't mm. he doesn't really drink that much. So, you know, that that's the beauty about it. But he always nice. reminds me that that Russia and didn't change the law for beer until I think it was 2011 they changed it. Mm. But any beer was considered like a soft drink in Russia oh, until okay. 2011. So he said he says that us Americans we're, we're weak when it comes to that stuff like we're we're soft yeah that makes sense i mean they're drinking beers at eight years old it sounds like so <laughs> yeah yeah but but it was funny because when ov first got there he got a cut during one of his first games and he turns to me and he goes do you have any waka i said what he says you got waka i said what he goes you know drink waka i said vodka he goes yeah I said, oh, we, we don't have any vodka on the bench. Like, we're playing an NHL game. He goes, no, 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 no. And he shows me his cuts bleeding. I said, no, no, we use peroxide here. He goes, oh, vodka is so better. Like, it kills everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh boy, yeah. what do we get ourselves into here? Yeah, yeah. That's I was uh... like, oh, my God. He's a first rounder. He's drinking on the bench. We're in trouble. <laughs> first overall, shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, so 2017, uh, you get invited to the all-star game, represent the Metro team with, uh, Ovi and Holtz. Uh, you snapped a ton of picks there and also just tell us what, uh, about that weekend, how fun that was. And uh, hopefully you didn't really have to work in terms of tending to any injuries that weekend, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, I did absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was awesome. No, it was, you know, it was cool. So, um, so the way it works for the trainers is, we're on a, like a system when we could, uh, you know, it's by seniority. So I actually got the all-star game in 2005, but my, uh, my daughter was just born. So I didn't think it was the right time for me to actually be an all-star game. So I passed. So I never thought that it would come back to me, but it just worked out perfectly because it was my last year anyways. And I didn't tell the team I was leaving. And the NHL sure as hell didn't know I was leaving because I didn't tell anybody that, you know, I knew 2000 going into that season that that was going to be probably my last season. So um, it, it was a great experience. I mean, 
and I'll tell you this story. So uh, Sid the Kid walks into the dressing room and drops his bag, and I'm in the back of the dressing room in uh, L.A., and he, he drops his bag and walks right over to me, and he goes, hey, Smitty, how you doing? I'm Sidney Crosby. I'm like, Sid, I know who you are. <laughs> he's like, Obviously. He's like, wow. He goes, I've seen you on the bench for so many years, and I just wanted to introduce myself and, and stuff like that. I said, yeah, that, that, that's great. I said, but you know I'm supposed to not like you. He goes, I know, but give me the weekend. Give me the weekend, and let's see if we change your mind. I was like, all right, all right. That's, that's cool. And I tell you right now, we, he, I hate it, you know, I, I hate him on the, you know, the ice, but man, was he, was he awesome to work for during the all-star game? What a great kid. What a pro. So yeah. it, it was, it, it was a good experience. And then I, I think it all topped it off because uh, uh, Gretz ended up being our coach because uh, our coach was supposed to be um, Tortorella. And something happened and he couldn't come out to the all-star game. So uh, they, had, they had to pull somebody, quote unquote, out of the crowd. So they yeah. pulled Paul Coffey and Brett's out. Oh, just some random people out of the crowd. <laughs> oh, look who won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah. It was so funny because, uh, you know, uh, so Ovi and he, they paired him up with Ovi and Sid played a couple shifts together and uh, Ovi was kind of just doing his thing and skating all over the place and stuff like that. And, and, and uh, Sid comes back to the bench and goes, Smitty, like, where's Ovi doing? Like, he just, he's just out there. Like, like he's just going. I said, you know what? I know. Don't talk to me. Talk to Nicholas Backstrom. They'll tell you. He goes, yeah. Like I want to give him the puck, but I don't know where he's at. Like, I think he's going to be here and he's over there. And then I think he's going to be over there and he's behind me. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's the way it works. And, and Wayne goes, Wayne, hears the conversation. He comes over, he goes, Smitty, like you got to talk to him. I said, listen, guys, I'm just here to work the game. I'm just a trainer. Like this is the way it works. And I've got a bottle of wine in the locker yeah, room. I have walk on, on the bench yeah, right now. Yeah. I'll do an X's and O's yeah. here, guys. Uh, exactly. Cool. But it was, it was fun. We ended up winning. So the, the, the whole tournament, which is, right. which is kind of funny, but it was, it was, it was interesting because like at first you like kind of go in there and it was like, really wasn't competitive. And then after the first game where like guys started like buckling down a little bit and was like, when, no, no, when the money, yeah. like, and then, and then, I mean, guys were, by the time we got the third game, guys were blocking shots and guys were, you know what I mean? Like yeah. really working hard. Like it, it was a good, good little thing. I mean, but at first everybody's like, Oh, we're just going to have fun. They're like, no, we can win this thing. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah. I think that was yeah, the whole so goal. Was awesome. That was the whole goal of it. Right. To, to, I think, was that what, was that the first year that they switched the whole it's thing? Like a, whereas, and then you get a million bucks if you're the winning team. And yeah, yep. just, just cause yep. I mean, you used to see the all-star games, it'd be like 16 to 14 at the end of it. It's like, what are, what are we doing here, guys? There's no defense being played. And I'm sure the goalies hated it. So they switched it up a little well, bit. Well, the, the goalies hated it because yeah. I mean, they're, they're way too competitive when it comes to that stuff. And then mm-hmm. when guys don't play defense and, you know, they get a little tic-tac-toe on the back door, they're, they're trying to break sticks and, you know what I mean? It yeah, work Holtz out, is so. giving the what for and everything yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, but no, it was 
It was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, kind of similar to that. You travel with the team uh, all throughout the season. So a few questions here. What was your favorite city to visit? And what were some of the crazier fun stories that really stuck out to you for, uh, for being on the road with the team? Oh, like, like PG stories. Oh, you do whatever you want, man. We, we do whatever. Cause man, there's the only, the only one we kept PG was Brendan Dillon last week, but that's cause he had to keep it PG, but yeah. 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 No, I tell you what, it was, um, you know, some of the, like the, the Canadian cities are awesome because, you know, people know hockey a little bit better, a little bit more educated and, and stuff like that. I mean, so it was a you know it was nice but i mean you know chicago is always a great place to go and i don't care what time it was i mean one year we ended up um saint patty's day in in uh chicago and it was when dale hunter was our coach oh, and we had a day in chicago on saint patrick's day and you know you walk out the river's green there's there's you know bagpipes playing up and down the street it was what what a fun time but you know like vancouver is always a beautiful place to be um you know i i i'm a big fan of the old arenas you know yeah. like like i like the, the the old boston garden you know what i mean and, yep. and i like both the 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 montreal forum and you know I, I i mean those places were were really great uh you know one of the things that i tell you right now that no place on earth that I think is colder in the league than Winnipeg. I mean, yeah. when you get out of a cab and it's minus 40, not really the greatest place to be. Like, just <laughs> check off the list. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just not, it's not there. You know what I mean? It, you just don't like it. But there was definitely some, uh, you know, fun cities. I mean, you know, one year it was awesome. Back here it snowed. I think it was like three and a half feet. It ended up one of those northeasters or whatever that snowed here, and we ended up getting snowed in in uh, Tampa Bay, of all oh, places. Not a bad place to be so, snowed in, it, huh? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it, it was actually. Um, I mean, I could probably tell you it was the year that they won the cup. So I think it was 2007, maybe. Tortorelli was the coach, and and uh it was funny because ron i think ron wilson was our coach at the time maybe and uh we ended up getting snowed in there for five days so like our they were like well we're not gonna be able to get ice or whatever so long story short john tortorelli and i met each other in the minor leagues he was the coach of the rochester americans when i was in baltimore and the first time we pulled up to the rochester war memorial um this guy needs us. And he's like, Hey, do you know where to go? We're like, no, you know, first time here. He's like, Oh, let me show you. Let me help you unload the bus. He helped us hang up all the gear and all that other stuff. So the next night, you know, this is the night before the game. And so the next night we're going to the bench and the guy that helped us out happened to be the coach, John Tortorelli, but I didn't know who he was, you know what I mean? And he yeah. helped us pack the bus. So after the game, I was like, hey, coach, you know, you, I didn't know you're the coach. I thought you're the locker room guy helping us unpack, you know, because they were supposed to have somebody meet us there to get us into the room. And him and I have been friends and stuff like that. So we get snowed in at Tampa. So Ron's all, Ron Wilson's all upset and this and that. I'm like, Ron, I'll go take care of it. 
He goes, well, the, the team service guy said there's no ice or whatever. So I go down and I march right into Torts' office. I was like, John, listen, here's the deal. You guys don't want to give us ice. The only ones you're going to really screw is the equipment staff and the medical staff because we're going to have to move the gear 30 minutes away to some little practice rank and move it back and stuff like that. Could you help us out? He goes, well, what do you want? I said, how about a 930 practice every day until we can get out of here? He's like, okay, sounds good. So he moved his schedule. So we're on the ice, practice at 930, got off the ice at 1030. I had fishing boats leaving at 1130 <laughs> and we go fish all day. Nice. That's I sick. come back. I come back, my wife, three kids trapped in the house, you know, living off of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, snow all the way up. I'm sunburned, peeling. <laughs> Not a good time to be in the household. Not a good time. <laughs> yeah, you were in the doghouse then, huh? They were like, what? Yeah, yeah. You're like, getting a nice tan like, out here? Yeah, I, but I was trapped. I was snowed yeah. in. It just happened to be in Tampa Bay. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. You know? Just sit there and not enjoy it. Like what? Right. Yeah. It was funny because the other day I talked to our old massage guy, uh, Curtie Millar, and he called me and, and, and uh, his daughter is now the massage therapist for the Washington Wizards. And I said, oh, well, how's Jenny liking? She's like, yeah, you know, she she loves it. I was like, what part does she like? She goes, he goes, I kept on telling her for all those years I worked in the league, how nice the hotels were. And now she's staying at the, the at the, uh, at the Ritz Carlton in, uh, in New York city. And, and she's just like in awe of how nice the hotels are. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, I went from, you know, traveling with the minor league teams where you're staying at the, you know, a nice hotel was the best Western. Yeah, then you Motel Six, Four Seasons, and the Rich Carlton's, and, and, Omnis and, and, and yeah, yeah, the the upper echelons of the hotels. And now I'm back down to the Holiday Inn. So, yeah. but, uh, full circle, full yeah. circle. So, uh, speaking of the uh, athletes having good relationships with the uh, trainers, I was just wondering, you always hear players and former players talk about how they're so close with the trainers in the room. Were there any players that you in particular had a really good relationship beyond the trainer's room? Uh, yeah. So, so I, it, it's so funny. Like, so, so, I mean, I talk to players all the time and stuff like that and some more than others and, and you know how it is. It's kind of like one of those things like you, you don't want to be too friendly with them because you still got a job to do and you're still on the other side. But it's over a period of time that we always, you know, the friendships still stay around and still still fester and people still talk to you and stuff like that. So, you know, it's funny because, you know, like I said, I'm really close to with Paul Correa. We talk all the time now as it is it's still kind of funny because i mean i you know mike mike green just moved back into the dc yeah. area and him and i were all really tight and stuff like that and you know jason chimera you know Chimmer, and I were texting yeah. back and forth a couple couple uh weeks ago and you know even some of the former players you know i talked to tom wilson uh last last week and you know he he was texting with me about some you other trying to stuff. send you some 43 burger 
you know what? That's what the topic was about the 43 bird. I, I said, you know, and he, he was telling me all about it and how the charity and stuff. And he's like, well, you got to get some. And you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were just chatting back and forth. But, and, uh, you know, so it's always nice because, you know, when I went to work and stuff like that, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, I have two older boys, you know, one's 21 now and one's 18. My 18 year old plays hockey and stuff like that. And, and um, it's kind of funny because I never treated the, the athletes like anybody, but somebody I work with. Right. So yeah. it was always like, you know, Oh, this guy or that guy. And it was funny because it took my kids a long, long time. You know, it wasn't until really to like 15 or 16 years old to realize like that I work with guys that people of their friends were like jealous of right, right. they're like you know because you know like like give you an example like i and i don't know why but obi's dad loves my daughter right like <laughs> and my my daughter uh was born with no ears so she's deaf you know so it's it's just funny so so he'll speak to her in russian and she can't hear anything anyways at the time and she would just read his lip, you know, like watch his lips go. And they just had a special relationship. And, and, but and, it's funny because, you know, like, uh, you know, the relationship you build is, is over time because you're always there helping them out and they have to rely on you. But, but it's more after they retire that the relationship actually blossoms a little bit because mm -hmm. when you're kind of into it, it's hard for them you know, because they're being pulled in 5,000 different directions. But then when they retire, it's like they, they, they go, wait a minute, man, I was, I really miss Smitty and I really miss hanging out with them yeah. and talking to them. And stuff. And so like, you know, Mike Green just got back in the town, you know, he just recently retired. He sent me a text. He's like, we got to get together. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm trapped in the, the, the G league bubble. But once I get back and kind of get my feet back underneath me i'll you know come down to dc and have a coffee or hang out or something like that with you so it's always nice to to, to see guys and you know playing nhl hockey is, is is a tough sport and it's really tough but it's it's tougher when it's all over and you you gotta just be a normal guy you know yeah. so yeah I, that, that's something you know i always i treated them normal when they were superstars and I can treat them normal when they're just regular guys. All right. Love it. Yeah, that that's awesome. So last question for me here. This is kind of where you get the chance to kind of poke fun at a guy here. So obviously you get to the NHL, you have all the amenities. You got, like you talked about the massage therapist, anything. Who were maybe a couple guys that really took advantage of that? Maybe like, oh, look at so-and-so here for another massage. Maybe it's 10th day in a row. He's got to get a massage for whatever happens to be quote unquote aching him today. Were there any guys like that? that kind of would take advantage of the, <laughs> the situation they had there. So, so it's, it, it's kind of funny. So, so Dale Hunter, when he was a player, he, he, he would get on guys for being what he called HM high maintenance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, there, there were some guys that would just, you know, work the system. There were, were really kind of, too big for their shoes you know kind of thing mm -hmm. and uh and so dale hunter you know it was i'll tell you a quick story about him 
you know, he was kind of low this kind of guy, but they, you know, all the guys, Joey Juno, and when he got traded in, and you know, Joey and Adam Oates, you know, had all these designer suits and they, they, they played the part and all this other stuff. And Dale Hunter had one sport coat his whole career, same sport coat. So one time he walked into the dressing room and the guys were giving him, and they used to call it a horse blanket, right? Cause it looked like it was like one of those old checkered kind of sport right. coat. It looked like, like a burlap sack. Like it looked like a horse blanket. So they would make fun of him and stuff like that. So Dale Hunter took Joey Juno. He had a, it was brand new company, which is now old, now old school, but Hugo Boss, you know what uh -huh, I mean? Uh -huh. so he walked into his, into the locker room, cut out the Hugo Boss label out of Joey suit, sewed it in, had it, took it home, had his mother-in-law sew it into his horse blanket. And so the next time when they gave him crap, he's like, no, 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 look, Hugo Boss. But but there were there was there there was guys that would, you know, it's like everything, you know, your top end guys always are the superstars, you know, there's a pecking order like everything in the world. So the superstars get a little bit more table time and, and all this other stuff. But if you get too much table time. Man, I don't care who you are. The guys are going to come after you and yep. do it. I mean, you know, my my. It was funny because my, the biggest guy for me, was Yamir Yager when he got traded to us oh. from Pittsburgh. Like holy moly, he'd have me rub his legs in between periods and do all this <laughs> other stuff. It was ridiculous. You know that doesn't shock me at all, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. so so Yags and I let's say we didn't get along too well okay and we would have might have battled a couple times like you know what i mean like you know like one time he left the ice and he comes into the locker room and he's i'm like yeah what, what's the matter now like what, what's going on now he's like my channels are blocked so at this point i had kind of enough and i was at my breaking point so i picked up the television remote that was in the in the training room at the time and i fucking chucked oh sorry I oh, you're, good. you're welcome to say good oh you fucking good. chucked it baby so, so so i chucked it at his head and i go you better fucking change that fucking channel get the fuck back on night <laughs> so so him and i battled a, a, a lot so as funny as all get out so he goes away he goes to the KHL. if you guys remember he got we finally got rid of him he goes to new york and we're like, oh, thank God, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, we had to eat like half of his salary too, right? Yeah. So, then, so then he ends up going to the KHL and then he gets signed by Philly. Mm -hmm. First night back with Philly, we were at the, <laughs> at, you know, whatever it's called now, Cap One Arena mm -hmm. or the MCI or Verizon. The, the phone booth, yeah. baby. We just keep it simple. Yeah. The phone booth. Yeah. yeah. So, so it was funny because so after the game, the locker room guy that takes care of the visiting team comes in and goes, hey, uh, Yags is outside looking for you. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, Yammer's out there looking for you. I'm like, holy shit. I was like, should I go out there? Should I not go out there? Maybe he wants to fight me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Taking the gloves off here. He's like, hey, Yags, what's up? He's like, you got a minute? I was like, yeah. He's like, 
And he goes, can you walk me to the bus? I'm like, sure. So we started walking. He's like, I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. I said, okay. I'm like, okay, where's this going? Like, I don't know what's happening here. You know, it was like, I'm like looking around for that hidden camera. I'm like, somebody's taping this or something. Like, this is a joke. Yeah. Right. He's like, he's like, listen, I, I just want to apologize. Like, you know, I know I was here, I was going through a tough time and, and I know you're trying to look out for me, but I just want to let you know, I've, I've changed and I really appreciate what you've done and, and, and what you're trying to do for me. And I should have listened and stuff like that. And I just want to say, I'm sorry. And then it gives me a big hug and, and I'm like, and I was like, okay, sounds good. And I walked back and I started walking back to the locker room. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy the shit. Like, 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 what is going on? So it was funny. But, and then after fuck. that day, like he played on a couple teams and, you know, he played down in Florida and yeah. he'd always say, hey, you know, he skate by the bench. Hey, Smitty, what's up? I'm like, hey, Yags, what's going on? How are you doing? Good. Skates uh, by and you just have some in your hand just in case you yeah. need something out of Ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just weird. It was like, I was That's like, because yeah. I mean, this pair I've ever met in my life. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, I think I mean, your your um memories with him, I think, is what kind of everybody felt during his time in DC here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a, you know, as we used to, you know, kind of joke in the locker room. He he killed us when he was a penguin, and he's killing us now. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what we, that's what we said. That's what we said too. The worst part was, is like, he didn't even have that bad of a season with us. I think he scored like 76 points or something like that, but oh yeah, oh, it just yeah. wasn't good enough for us, but no. And then, and then we were, I don't know if you guys remember, but we were, we were uh, up like two games to three or something like that against Tampa Bay. And we were out, we had a team mm -hmm. meal night before the game, him and Robert Lang were out there and they're, you know, we're like, all right, guys, we got to keep going. We got to, we got to get this done and stuff like that. Robert Lang and 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 Yags were like, yeah, we're not going to win this series. We're like, where the hell we're not? We're up. We're we're going to crush them. Like we're we're already thinking about the next series. And we lost four games straight. That was it. Oh, like Jesus. Yep. Yeah. All right. And then and they then left they... to go to the World Championship. And you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, now I see how this works. Jesus. Yep. Yep. Now I see how this works. That's ben, last one. Yep. So final question here. Speaking of guys with tree trunks legs, uh, I ask everybody, what's your best Ovechkin story that you have from your time with him? Oh, God. I mean, that There's vodka so one was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. You know what? Um, I guess I guess the, the funniest best one was, so we are – we were in, um, we had a day off in Florida. Okay. And, and Ovi and a couple of the Russians decided to go to the beach and uh, hang out at the beach. So, it, it, and the sad part about it is uh, I would love to share this for you, but I'd be in a lot of trouble, but I still have the picture of my, on my phone. Cause it was hilarious. So, <laughs> I'm out. I, I'm I'm out to lunch with the equipment guys, and my phone starts. Guys start calling me. They're like, "You got to get down here." I was like, "What?" Like, "You got to get down here." I was like, All right, what's going on? He's like, "Ovi's on the beach." I'm like, "Okay." They're like, 
I'm like, well, what's going on? They're like, just come down. I'm like, all right. So pay my bill, go down to the beach. Ovi's on the beach in a banana hammock. Okay. One of those little tiny little speedos. Okay. But his speedo is the American flag. <laughs> <laughs> so I have I have the picture of this. Do you know what I mean? And I like Ovi, like you're Russian, an American flag you know banana hammock here like what are you doing he's like what a country <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's, just uh, he's but you know what like i'm telling you right now he's the funniest most upbeat kid ever like yeah. just he's just funny he acts the same way he's now as he did when he was 18 i mean you see it in the instagram post i mean hell today he was literally in the capitals instagram post today he's making fun of tom wilson's hamburgers in the pregame locker room before they go out on the ice it's just like oh yeah fooling around oh yeah but that's how he is i mean that's you know he, he you know i always tell people there's nobody that i've ever worked with that loves to play the game more than him practice yeah. not so much not so much <laughs> he's like alan iverson we're talking about practice yeah. But when it comes to games, he loves to play the games. Just loves it. it. So it makes him the greatest goal scorer of all time. Yeah. 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 He, he definitely he definitely loves playing the game. But Ovi is a great kid. I I tell everybody asks me, they're like, how was it working with Ovi? And I tell them the same story. I and I mean this. So Ovi's first day there, he comes into my uh, to the training room, goes, What do I need to do? I said, Ovi, you got to take the physical. You got to take it around to the stations and get your physicals, get the doctors to sign off on your physicals. He goes, no, no. What do I, what do I got to do to make it in the NHL? I said, okay, come here. So I take him into Sluggo, Doug Shear, the equipment manager at the time. I take him into his office. I said, you see Doug? And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah. I said, he's the equipment manager. He's here to help you. And I'm here to help you. I said, Oh, yeah, we'll give you whatever you want. Just say please and thank you. And if we ever ask you to sign something, just just, just do, me, do us a favor. Just understand that we got a lot to deal with and just sign it for us and don't argue with us. Okay. To the day I retired, he used to sit in front of me on the bench all the time. To that day I retired, there wasn't a time where he'd turn around and go, whether, you know, Smitty, can I have a towel, please? I'm like, yep, yeah, here you go. And hand him a towel and he'd hand it back to me. Or Smitty, can you uh can you give me a roll of tape? Yep, nope. Every time. Please, thank you. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, you give him, you know, your your you know, massage his shoulder. Thanks, babe. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. All the time, you know what I mean? Like never once was it, you know, like, you know, demanding or you know what I mean? I was always, you know. Even though, like, now he's mad at me because he always, you know, whenever he, him and I text back and forth, he's always like, babe, why are you not coming around anymore? Like, you know, you're, you're a family. You just come. And I'm like, I'm like, Ovi, I understand. But, you know, like, there's somebody else doing my job. And I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to yeah. make him feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you go, babe, come. Come see us. Like, you know, we just hang out. Like, just come. <laughs> so it's funny. Like, I actually went to a game. Like my second year that I retired, I went to a game and I don't know how he saw me because I was like 20 rows up. I get a text after the first period. Hey, Ovi saw you in the, uh, up in the stands. You better come down after the game. 
And I'm like, oh, I wasn't planning on it. He's like, and then, they, you know, I text back, I'm not planning on it. And then like two seconds later, you know, he texts me back. He's like, you know, then Ovi texts me from his phone. He's like, babe, you coming down. <laughs> so I ended up going down after the scum, but you know what I mean? That, 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 that's yeah. how he is. He, he remembers that stuff. That's awesome. Love it. Well, Smitty, we greatly appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome. Everybody, I think everybody's gonna love it tomorrow when it comes out. But glad to see you. Glad to see you're still around. Glad to see you. I mean, obviously, like you said, you're working with NBA players now compared to hockey players. It's a little bit of a different atmosphere for you. But glad to know everything's going well. And like we said, I greatly appreciate the time and the stories. No, no problem. No problem. Good luck with everything. And uh, like I said, you know, I I enjoyed my time there. I could tell you a thousand more stories, but you know, a lot of them will get me in trouble. Yeah, I say, exactly. We're a hundred percent going to have to have you on for a part two. I just, yeah. Just, well, yeah. Some 45 minutes of stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, what we should do is we should uh, have me on with a couple, like we'll get the, like Jason Chimera or somebody else to do it with me. And that, that way we could do it together. Oh, oh yeah. Would love I'd that. Love would that. love that for sure. Down for that. <laughs> All righty. Well, Smitty, yeah. have a great one. Thanks again to Smitty for coming on guys. Like we said, one of, one of the better ones we've had. That was, that was solid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Has the best stories uh, on this pod. I mean, we've had some great interviews too. PFT was awesome to have on Bucci. Bucci Gross was a solid one. An Joe early B. solid one. Yeah. Joe B. I mean, we've had some solid name drops and he's like not the biggest <laughs> name drop, but he's, he was the best story. Absolutely killed it, man. Absolutely killed it. How about him saying at the end too that he needs to bring Chimera on? Like, okay, go ahead. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. not gonna stop you. <laughs> Feel free, bro. Like anybody else yeah. we can text. We, gotta, Mike we almost Green. got a little too excited. We were like, yeah, dude, do it, man. No, no. <laughs> yeah. That whole coffee meetup with Mike Green, I'll be there. But um <laughs> so Devils obviously won both of those games. Uh what was it, four three and the four-nothing shutout game there. Uh, let's just kind of do this, man. I mean, that was a Samsung off shutout. Not, not oh, yeah, for, let's talk 24 about 24 for 24. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, 4 nothing shutout for uh, Sammy. Vanacek just got a shutout the week before, I think. Yeah, going and hot. Going into that third period, we're up 4 nothing, and it's like, holy shit, Sammy's going to have two shutouts in a row. Yeah, I know. I thought the same thing, and then oh, what happened? happened. <laughs> you know what happened? I completely <laughs> forgot about this. Billman decides huh. to say, hey, look at this. He might get two shutouts in a row. I was like, well, you just fucking jinxed that. You said that? Literally. Yeah, up four nothing. We were on um, 30 seconds play- later, they fucking score. I swear yeah, to we God. Were, we, were, we, were, um, we were playing PlayStation, I think, man. We were just like hanging out and it was four nothing. I was like, oh, like this is a back to back shutout here. This is great. And I was like, so and I literally the said, second I, was like, I said, well, that's different. I was like, it's God, that's not going to happen. I think it was less than a minute later that they scored. And I was like, there you go, Bill. Like, yep, that yeah. was my fault. That was my fault. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> it is what it is, man. You almost but, lost uh... us the game, man. I know, man. I know. Uh, Ovi, per stack guy Blake, giving the people what they want, up to a two-thirds chance after today's goal. He only needs to score 12 more goals in 22 games, a uh, .54 goals a game pace. He's 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 uh his his goal projection here per stack guy Blake chart is 31.2. Would you be? I mean, we're right there, baby. We're we're back in the hunt. We're in the hunt for thirty. We're in the hunt for thirty, and he's he's got to get it. He 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 will break the record this year, right? 
Yeah, if he, he needs a 30-goal season to break the record. <laughs> yeah, right. he does. He's right. You got to think he's thinking about it. He's always thinking about that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. We got? He's about to score right now. April. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, he's got, what, 18 right now? Yeah. How about us talking about like, oh, he's not going to be top five. We think he's going to slow down this year. Like, right, we're, we're those the, stupid people that always <clears> say that. Let's look at the schedule here. Islanders, Devils, that. Devils, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16 game April, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20 22 games still, man. 12 goals in 22 games. Not impossible. No. He could still get a hat. <laughs> If this no, look right here. If if this People forget, if, he can still score a hat trick with six minutes left in the game, and he doesn't have a goal yet. People forget if he, that. If he goes on a run on April eighth, right here, looking at the calendar. If you're looking at the schedule right now, if he goes on a run from April eighth, that Thursday night, and it goes to the fifteenth, if he goes on a week run, one, two, three, four, five games there, and say in those five games, he scores nine goals. It's very, it's very, very possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That is the most ideal scenario, I think. Right 14 there. goals and seven games. If he scores games, nine in those five games, it's a, I'm calling for a 50-goal season. Let's do it. That would be crazy. Let's do it. <laughs> not, not impossible, but... It's not impossible because he scored 14 goals in seven games in one year. Last year? Was that last year? Yeah. Mm, maybe so. two. Yeah, might have been. No, that was last year. That was last year. Yeah. So... Anything is All right. Realistically, in those five games, give me seven goals. Six or seven, six or seven goals in those five games. It's it's crazy it that crazy we're saying that that's like such a possibility. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was literally going to say it's crazy that we can say like I think you can get seven goals in the next five games. He doesn't look like he's slowing down whatsoever. So, yeah, there it is. I love it, baby. <laughs> just feed me. We're like we're just craving because I'm watching Philly just like completely crumble. And like oh, Gossosphere wavers, like what they were up his ass just last year. We gotta get Dan Carter Silver on, man. Health bombed. We gotta get Silver on. Yeah, because Dan Silver's all Carter. over that. He's like he he was saying like Ghost is like one of their better like players that's playing right now, and he's like actually saying the right things in the media, and 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 then all of a sudden he's just like they put him in waivers because it's a clear cap room. Yeah, Carter Hart got health bombed for two games in a row. <laughs> Yep. I thought he was one of the best of this year. I mean, I'm not going to lie. That was one of my predictions. <laughs> was it? Uh, yeah, I was like, Carter Hart's. I think it's the year that Carter Hart's in the Vesna and the Vesna talks. It was. And it definitely was. God fucking oh. damn it. Stack Guy Blake, if you're listening, go back and I think first, the first episode. Oh, shit. Caps are done. Our, our Temi Panarin never doesn't not score on us. <sighs> Oh, I know, God. but I have been fantasy, so we need to be a little happier than we are right now. No, we absolutely <laughs> no. <should not>. Rangers is <laughs> Rangers are shit kicking us this year, man. I know it's crazy, dude. It's absolutely insane. Oh, and Basham um, hit the pipe why, right before that. I did not even realize that. Why did he get such a clean uh, D-way? God, how did Basham not tuck that, man? He's just a little too far out, huh? That's Blake, that's, I mean, that's clean in there. Blake's With gonna Carl? be all over your boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm gonna get roasted. Blake's yeah, Blake's probably sewering Carlson right now. Yeah, I mean, what's I mean, he doing? I actually, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like Carlson would have known if he was there the whole time. Was it like a line change or something? Yeah, dude, he, Panarin absolutely destroys us. Twenty-four <laughs> points in twenty-one games. Yeah, he just peppers us every time we play them, dude. It's, it's and that's just, not even including the playoffs, dude. He like when we play, I like yeah, think I was went one to that work. Series. Columbus. Yeah. 
Columbus just series? single-handedly just destroyed us. Is that the yeah. only series they won that year? I think they won three more. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, yeah, they won the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, that series, I was like, God damn it, yeah. fuck this Panarin guy. Yeah. I mean, that that overtime game winner on Grubauer, he just snuck it up under the fucking bar. Just, that was gross. Jesus that goal Christ. was so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, I, I wasn't even mad. Because he was on Columbus, but that was so gross. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn it, dude, like, might lose a series. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> here. For sure. But that's all I got, man. I mean, loaded episode. I'm pumped. That's two back to back bangers. No, I was gonna ask uh, Billman. I saw you without sleeves for the first time. What's your tattoo about? Oh, there's a handful of them. Yeah, he's got a bunch. I know. There's, there's a little like there's you're... a little Maryland in it, there's a little West Virginia in it, there's a little Stanley Cup in it. Yo, oh, you got so the cup, you got a cup tattoo? We'll tell Ben yeah. about the um We'll tell Ben about the the Brazilians and how oh, you're right. taking. You teased me with this earlier. Yeah, yeah my buddy, my buddy met a, a nice little uh, Brazilian woman on Bumble, and took her on a date or whatever. I guess it went good. So I guess her and her her and her couple friends came over last week, and we hung out. And they just like they just straight speak Portuguese because they're all pairs. They've just <laughs> been here for a couple months. We're just like, all right, me and my buddy just started learning, start trying to start to learn uh, Portuguese just on the phone. Just like, all right, let's just start learning on Portuguese. We'll start talking to these chicks. Bro, I swear to God, whenever I hop on, where I hop on like the gulag or, or we're playing NHL or something, and he's just sitting there just saying shit in Portuguese. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying right now? I was like, I'm trying to learn Portuguese, yeah, yeah. man. And I can yeah, hear yeah. it in the background. Like, I don't, I don't so, know. So say, like, say something. So like, did these girls like have fun when they came over? Like, are they coming back? Like, yeah, we just there was like we had like a ten of us probably over here just hanging out. Just they're like, oh yeah. How did they even have fun time. if they don't speak English? <laughs> no, I mean they do. It's just very broken. Oh okay, okay. You yeah, made it sound yeah. like they just don't know what English is. All right, empty net here. So we ride out the, the end of this game and then yeah. get the people out of here. Minute forty six. Yeah. So. Uh oh, and ice. Oh, but we're not gonna win. Ooh, we fine. Thank God. All right, let's see what happens here. One thirty-seven guys... left on mine. One thirty-seven left on mine. I guess it's a whistle for the one thirty-seven. Yeah, one thirty-seven. I think I'm like like three seconds ahead of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so if something like happens, good. keep your fucking mouth shut, man. Yes, sir. Do they tie the game? Um, I mean... if it's anything like last year's team, yeah. But we haven't yeah, seen much of that this year. Yeah, last year was like the but opposite. This is what this is literally what we lived back. on. We lived on this shit last year. Yeah, yeah that's that against the Sharks. San Jose game. game yeah. Three was that yeah. three goals? Yeah, three or four. Four. I don't think they're all. Yeah, Oshie. I remember. I like shut off that game and then got the notification that Oshie scored. I was like, well, that's insane. Yeah. All right, who they got out here? They got the power play Wilson. line plus plus Wilson. How do we feel about that? Happy belated birthday, Tom Wilson. Why wouldn't you put Wilson birthday today? Of all people, who, who who would you put? Who logically would fit in besides Wilson right here? Oh no, I was just uh, maybe. Yeah. But if you know. were to counter, Carl, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here and uh, pretend I'm Stack Eye Blake. I'd, I'd put Schultz out there. <laughs> Richard Panic. Richard Panic. Yeah, put Panic and Schultz out there over uh, Carlson and. And I don't know All who right, who's your out. second? Who's your second runner-up to Wilson right here? Mine is Braun, I think. Wait, Rana. is Vrana not out there? No. no. Okay, then I'd probably go Vrana. Nicked out or Vrana? I think Sprong. Or Lars? Yeah, Sprong's pretty know. good. All of them. And ice. 
Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, fucking speed Hit up. Pause. Movies. Hit Hawaii. pause. And go. Unpause. Already did. Maybe. Are you looking at me? Zoomed in on Panarin right now. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> it was there yeah. for like. Are you at the face off? Though. Yeah, we're at the face off. Yeah. See, I'm good. And that. I'm just seeing that goal. Because uh, Natsov might have the worst winger form I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Noah tweeting that um, Ovechkin will never score again. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't it's, get Twitter. It's the reverse drink. Uh, the reverse jinx. That's the reverse jinx. Why is Brendan Smith shoveling with Kuznetsov? Brendan Smith's a fucking tool. He's not even good at hockey. Just cut him. Just cut him from the league. Yeah. We'll have music play over this the entire time since we're just sitting here talking about... I was going to say, this is so bad. I mean, the episode (laughs) ended, but... um, We'll just have uh, we'll just have music play out of this. And if you want to keep hanging with us while we watch live watch this game, feel free. Like if you're if you're a if you're a diehard man, stick around. Ooh, welcome Pass to Chirping After oh. Hours. God damn, he had hours. Wilson back door. Oh, cross check oh. from behind. Oh yeah, let's go. Power play. That's it. Yes, sir. Oh, Brendan Smith hitting Wilson from behind now. This guy loves when people turn around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fucking osh. That's uh. Yeah, we don't it. like. Yeah, you absolutely hate when osh gets any type of hurt. Is that Sprong going or Vrana? That's V. All right, we got a power. Why not put just going to the just... Brendan Smith going to the press box. This is where our guy. This is a what, what a game to have Smitty on, man. Oh, straight to the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> Get him back on. What would your breakdown be right now? What are you saying? What are you what saying? Though, what is he right What's wrong with him? Oh, you got a <laughs> broken rib. Oh, I don't say that. He's all right. Just finish like, the game well, on the bench. It can't get any worse. So if you want to play, go ahead. Ovi's pissed now. All right. If we get a pissed off Ovi talk, I mean, I'm I'm totally here for it. Look at this. Come on. How does this line up? At least not score. Just give me one goal. If we got yeah, if we get two goals. I just give me one. Ovi goal at least. I think the problem is Jack Johnson's injured, and if he was playing, we'd win. Oh, that was a kick save and a beauty from the point. <laughs> it was a kick save and a beauty. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, there's my your, good, good. There's your boy. <laughs> and in the McNugget minute, no less. <laughs> the, the McNugget minute is the worst. Jesus Christ, man. This is six on four, guys. Ah. Oh. Oof. I hate to see it. All right. I think that's it. Hey, talk. Oh, no. Wait, am I still ahead of you? Damn it, man. That's tough. You're All not right. ahead of me. I think we're old. But I do have Buchnevich in fantasy also, though. Yeah. So. No one cares about your fucking fantasy, all right, dude? That's, that's all we got. If you're here, if you're if you if, if you're if you're here with us Friday episode. Oh, here we go. Tomo's getting into it. Love it. Episode one hundred three. Yeah, now Zach let's let Jones. Wilson go. Yep, let's let Zach, Wilson go now. 
Zach Jones, local kid. Third round pick by the Rangers, actually. So we have a third round draft pick for the Rangers on Friday show. Look at Tom Wilson going, baby. What do you think Truba's saying? Something about how good he is this year? Probably like my my wife's a doctor and I do whatever she says. <laughs> Tom Wilson's piss piss. Look at him. Hey, he's, my, he's fucking mad. Oh, Ovi's in there. Ovi's in there. Who's chirping Ovi? Like, who do you think on the Rangers bench is saying something to Alex? Like, <laughs> Who's like, got like the Chris Kreider? <laughs> <laughs> if anybody. Is this our best rivalry this year so far? They were Boston. They were Boston. Yeah, we need to see more of the Boston series. Probably Boston, yeah. I would say, but I mean... We've seen more are, of the Rangers than Boston. These guys are giving us fits, that's for sure. Yeah, they are. This would be a tough well, playoff series. Brandon Smith. <laughs> this would be a tough playoff series. Only one yeah, thing I mean, about it, to be honest. Pens are lighting it up, though. Yeah, we, I was going to say that around. during the podcast when we stopped talking. Was Pittsburgh so hot right now? Yeah. Welcome. Number 55 on the Rangers is telling Ovechkin to shut up, which is crazy. <laughs> Lin, that's Lindgren. That's that kid that hit him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ovi John, baby. I love it. Get, get with it, baby. That'd be like some fucking rookie telling Joe Sackett back in the day, like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, what? Yeah, it's like, imagine like it's that, just like a letting it happen. It's that story from uh, Sean Avery. I think Sean Avery was the one that was like talking shit to Joe Sackick and uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, right. like Kirk Mulpey was like, oh, the fuck fucking are you Tom, doing? grab the motherfucker, bro. I like that. Look at the backup goalie. <laughs> He's such a dirty scumbag. Look at the backup goalie. Oh, Garnet Hathaway, let's go here. Yeah, sent out the fourth line and just absolutely dick kicked them. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Go, baby. Go. Give it to Ginny. Dude, this is where I would lose my fucking mind and probably, like, legitimately black out and, like, swing my stick at somebody's head. Oh, I swear I'd be to God. so bad. I would I'd be so bad. I, I would have the worst temper when that shit like this. I happened. would intentionally. I mean, I I, dude, I got, I got, a, I'm sussy for fucking men's league this week. Yeah, you're always sussy. <laughs> I, I don't get sussy. Yeah, I have so. a men's league sussy this week, dude. That's what did you do? A, that's such a hard move, dude. Like, it's, 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 oh my god. What I would legitimately try to break somebody's face. I just I snapped the other game. When the wires get... cross, you just forget like everything else going on. Yeah, yeah. it's like, I oh, I could get arrested for this. I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going. Wait, what did you do to get sussy in men's league? I've just gotten. I just get jumped like every game, and we have the same refs every game because I play oh, down. It's, in the... it's never his fault, dude. It's never and no, his it's fault. never my fault. So I literally just like snapped on a dude, just like, Hacha! dude, <laughs> all to the night, man. Coach over here, third gets... shift, third shift. I got kicked out of the game in the third shift. Cobra's suspended... Cobra days were bad. Cobra, yeah, I got suspended a lot for the Cobras. He got suspended every game. He had to lead <laughs> the league in penalty minutes with like. You're a repeat 50... offender. And I literally got, games. I literally got suspended three. In a 15-game season, I got suspended for four games. Yeah. I got a one-game sussy and a three-game sussy. How much of your salary did you forfeit? 